we're starting. And we are live on my phone as well. Welcome to the James Perry Show. There you go. And here's your host, Mr. James, James Perry. Perry. <laughs> so we've got like three, two, one. Remember that, Dustin Benjamin? Yeah. Or, all around Mrs. Brown. And with Colly Graham. Indeed. Indeed. So, folks, Serious good evening. Man. How are we? How are we all? We've got eight from Colly's machine. None yet on ours, but no doubt we'll, we'll soon kick off two on, on mine. So, Early good days. evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone, on this lovely, lovely Monday night. And hopefully you're out and enjoying it. Hopefully you're all on, on your mobile phones out in the garden drinking a beer. Or something similar to that. So we're in the lovely loft space. And what we're going to do at the very end is I'm going to take you for a quick walk around at the very, very end. Good idea. Because Max um, Humphreys has given me uh, great access to this place. And it's a wonderful uh, co-working space. We, we've used it. Um, in Belfast here, so thanks very much, Max, for that if you're watching. So, this is James Perry Presents number 12, and what we were talking about tonight is building a resilience network, and I've got two strapping young gentlemen with me here. Thank you very in, much. In no order, Mr. Collie Graham, the legendary Mr. Collie Graham, and then the king of networking, Mr. Martin Gilchrist. Yeah, and I wonder what James was after here this evening, but yeah, I'll take the compliments. Thank you I'm, being, I'm being very, very pleasant you here. Are very, very, very pleasant. So really what we're talking about, folks, and we met two or three weeks ago and just over a cup of coffee and going, right, let's do something live. And what value can we give to the, the networks that we have out there on, on Facebook and further afield will be LinkedIn or YouTube. And we're talking about, okay, what about resilience? What about the field of resilience? Because the three of us have went through stuff, no doubt everybody out there, both professionally and personally, have went through stuff. And how do we build that? Or how do we build that support group around us will be in business or in life to to actually see us through whenever the proverbial shit does actually hit the fan. So we decided then to, to do this and so hopefully what we'll do is we'll have some really, really great um great comments. Hopefully and guys interact here as well. Like this is as much as your event as it is ours. Plenty of questions, etc etc. So that's all the formalities out of the way. We're gonna go and hit a big hard question. So Mr. Collie Graham in one minute or one and a half minutes, what does resilience mean to you? Bouncing back. Oh, very good. When you're down, can you, a bit like the marathon, when you're running, you hit a wall in the marathon. And apparently if the marathon runners mm -hmm. say they've got to go through the wall, and if you go through the wall, you'll finish the marathon. So that's what resilience means to me. Um, I was actually thinking, and you two guys probably not, old enough to remember a guy called Bobby V who Bobby. was a singer in the 60s and he had a song I'm like a rubber ball like I'm bouncing back yeah. to you yeah and that's that's it you got to be like a rubber ball you got to be got to be flexible you got to be able to that's me sorry Colly. right Technology again. Some people had to hear it twice. Yes. <laughs> such, such Sorry, so there. Bobby V. Bobby V. Rubber ball, come bouncing back. And the thing about resilience, you know, um, with resilience, me, three months into my business uh, in 1996, I'm running out of funds, don't see any business coming in. And I can't get myself out of bed in the morning. Depression's back in big, big time. Go to my doctor. My doctor gave me actually some great advice. And which I would tell anybody who's in business. He said, look, Collie, you're used to being um, with people every day when you were working before. I was on the sales team. 
uh, if I wasn't out in the road with some salespeople I was in the office with other people. So yep. he said, what he said is, you need to surround yourself with, with people. So I went and got myself a hot desk with a friend of mine who was, had a business and a... That's before there were hot desks. Well, it was before there were hot desks. In 1996. And um, you know, I, got, I come through it. And, and I think, you know, one of the things I've discovered in life that if you come through it, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. You know, and that's... And I was talking to some people today, uh, and I was talking about the hero's journey, which uh, Binti Firth and I have been talking about, is all those things form your character. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing that I've discovered in business, every day is a new business. How can you keep reinventing yourself? Mm-hmm. And Freddie, I decided to look at my business. What could I do that's new? Bring my business up to date. So I came up with a new idea mm-hmm. that I'm in the middle of launching. Mm-hmm. So... So it's watch a space then with that idea, Colin? Yes. Uh, well, I'll tell you what it's called. It's called the Sales Accelerator Program. Oh, right. Very good. And it's for small businesses who want to accelerate their sales mm-hmm. rather than sales training. It's actually about sales structure, sales strategy. How can you get more sales? How to be resilient. Sure. How to be resilient. You know, and that, you know, the whole thing is, you know, I would say most businesses fail because people give up. I don't know if mm-hmm. both say yeah, that's no, true. I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think if we're talking about resilience, one of the things I've noticed at Kilchrist and Co. is that business, see self-employment, it's the best thing in the world, but it can also yeah. be the worst thing in the world. And there's an old Chinese proverb, and it goes something along the lines of um, fall down nine times, stand up ten. And yeah. that's what resilience is about in business. Because the thing about business is very bad things can happen. So give you a couple of examples one example would be that if you're in a limited company and you've other directors in a company with you and you just fall out that can get very messy and very difficult and very painful very yeah. quickly and yeah. even though you could be best friends but there could be other factors family members financial issues and um, personal bankruptcies all those things can affect a business and bring it down that you work really hard on so that can be a very tough thing mm-hmm. there can be clients that haven't paid you you know, you've worked very hard and maybe you're on 10, 15, 20, 50,000 pounds and you're a very successful business that you've worked so hard on to grow and develop and, and mature and, and put into the world is at risk because somebody else doesn't pay it. And there's a whole series of things that can happen that, that require you to have resilience in order to get past and through those difficulties when all you want to do is get in under the blankets, put your head under the pillow and give up and hide because the world's place, and we see it again and again and again and that's why I was so interested in coming back mm-hmm. talking about this subject mm-hmm. of So in terms of business then, what top tips would you have Martin? So is there something that if something really hits you, that is the first protocol that you would do? Now I know even something as simple as, I know you enjoy your walking, mm-hmm. would you do that or what would you normally do? I always rely on people. I think the most important thing that you can have in business is other people around you. You touched on it earlier, they're probably about your co-working space and stuff. Yes, you can go for a walk and you can get a bit of exercise and you do all those things. But at the end of the day, what I find is that Michelle and I have built around us a whole series of of people that know us through business, you guys included, um, that we consider to be friends. And when we have difficult things, obviously everything's always done in confidence and stuff, but at least you can broach the difficult conversations and hear other people's opinions. 
And when you hear that someone else has been in that same situation and they've got through it and how they got through it and what they did and the fact that they survived and yeah. you know what, it's yeah. not the end of the world because look, this has happened before. You're not the only person this has happened to. It makes that process of getting back up off your knees and standing up much easier. As I often say, um, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that, that's not the thing I'm talking about here. <laughs> As I often say, it's a lot easier to get up from your knees if there's someone else helping you. But how do you, how, how do you go about building that network then? No, as you know, James, exactly. that's a long talk, and that's what I'm going to. And mm -hmm. I'll ask Colin exactly. Yeah, gonna, gonna, maybe we have different approaches here. I'm going to do a very, very short, basic summary of the five things I would suggest in relation to building. You do a really good talk on this too. That's what I've been told. <laughs> you know, I, 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 yeah, and I'm enjoying. I, I sort of do a bit of humble bragging. I keep bringing it up. Yeah, and then you keep saying, "Oh, I'm not a very good public figure." <laughs> which humble is bragging. Totally on through. The humble bragging. Bring mm -hmm. I was going to say humble my arse, but there you go. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go for Martin. So, so, so the five things. The first thing is start some. Start your own group, association, club, or whatever it is. Because if you start something, you get the credibility that goes with that. And the credibility leads to great conversations. That's what credibility is. It's the opportunity to have a good conversation. The second thing is join something. Starting your own group's hard work. Yeah. You know, bringing people yeah. in, getting a venue, organize them. You put three people in the room, it won't be too long if somebody has a difference of opinion. It's much easier to join somebody else's group. So if you're not starting something, join something, and that's a great way to, create, to get people to join. The third thing is find a space, find a physical location where you can become part of the furniture. And loft space is an exact, an yeah. exact yeah. brilliant yeah. example of this. It a place that you can come in, People get to know who you are, you get to have conversations, you get the opportunity for serendipity. You know, that stuff where you just bump into somebody it's and stuff. If I was to come in here, I would at least know two or three people. Yes. And it is getting that that um that connection and getting that sort of what would you call it? Yeah. Uh, just just being known. Just yeah, being be known. And the final two things are um, do stuff for other people without expectation of separation. So that's why I'm happy to be down here doing this with you, yeah. James. You work so hard putting together these videos talks so your YouTube channel yeah so and just to touch on your point number one credibility yeah James Perry presents me starting to try and do that yeah. on, a, on, a, on a wider scale mm -hmm. so and then, so find a space and then the final thing is and it sort of the final thing encompasses all four things that went before and I call it have a party but what I really mean by have a party I don't mean like dancing girls and alcohol Keep it and let's go call let's go is what are you doing at a party? At a party you invite people that you like, that you believe you're credible, that people you want to see, people who you enjoy their company, people that inspire you, people that engage you, people that really lift you. Find a reason to bring those people together in a room and you don't have to do anything, you don't have to preach, you don't have to sell, you don't have to tell, just get them in the room, you're the instigator and you become part of that group, that community and it's the community that you want to build. Look at last Tuesday. Digital DNA. Digital That's DNA. exactly. Martin, you started off and you said, we're going to have a wee meet up at uh, I round the table. Round, round the table. Uh, we started off, what, four, five of us. Mm -hmm. We ended up, what, almost 12? Yeah, yeah. 12. Mm -hmm. Now, out of that, I met a couple of people whose names I knew but never, never met. Mm -hmm. uh, one guy um, who has been doing speaking in the States, and I said to him, would you... Uh, Will you like the opportunity to speak in Asia? And he said, that'd be great. So I sent him a contact in LinkedIn, a contact in LinkedIn, LinkedIn to him. Mm -hmm. So the two of us working together. So hopefully he's going to get... Now, I'm not getting anything out of that. But the pleasure of doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And it builds your credibility as well. Yeah. And that's building the network, and that means the resilience thing. You people, if you need a bit of help, you know where you yeah. go to. You know, it's, and, it's and then you know, I went home and I actually. I thought about Biz Morang on, on Tuesday and all the people who were there and the way we all got together. And I goes, those are all my friends. Yeah. I realized those people are my friends. You know, and I thought, you know, Colin, you know, you just don't take them for granted. Um, and the other thing, which I think is important, Martin, and uh, as you know, it started this uh, wee mastermind group today and we agreed that it's not about selling each other business. It's about trying to add value to yeah. each person to as they would say, give them a leg up, really. Yeah. Business is the last thing in the chain of that yeah. relationship building. You know, yes, if you get business, that's great, but it should never be the first motive. The first motive should be the that's, relationship. That's where the personality comes in, or, yeah. or the personable relationship comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you talk about the old cliche here, people biting people, but it's much more than that because you've got to build the foundation beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I suppose it is, if, if something adverse happens in your life where you need that resilience, it is quite dull. It is the people that you build around you that will get you yeah. through those things. You can't. I'll be perfectly honest, and I've I tried it. You can't do it on your own. No, no. I tried it on my own, and it spectacularly nearly failed. And I mean everything nearly failed. So that's a great lesson to, to learn from from the guys here, mm-hmm. Colin. So can you give the guys out there a bit of a tip? What sort of things? So we said to Martin. Martin likes to get in nature, likes to then involve himself with other people. Well, what what would what do you do? I'm very I'm very much into mindfulness. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I would sit down and I just I would quiet myself and I'd say to myself, what's the one thing that I could do today to move my business forward? And that's no. Yeah. What about personally? So say there's a bit of adversity coming personally. Right. Um, any tips are out there. So one about what does mindfulness mean for you? So how do you actually do it? Well, well, mindfulness, you know, well, you see, one of the things is I've been struggling with meditation all my life. And so do I. Yeah, and then it's suddenly discovered, difficult. you know, it's not, it's easy. Mm, you okay. can never stop the monkey mind. The mm, mind will okay. all go. And yeah. now I actually have a great mantra for when my mind starts playing me tricks okay. because I come through depression. Yep. And I have a very spiritual mantra which I speak to my mind. I just say, mind, fuck up. I was going to say, I was going to say I'd something similar. I think you're going to be very discreet and nice, sir. Oh, and no. I was, we need a two-minute word in here. So, I need, Folks out there, I don't, I don't apologize for that because I say exactly the same thing to my mind. Another piss off in the road. Yeah, because you see, you your mind's either going to control you or you're going to control your mind. Yeah. yeah. And that's what yeah. I've discovered. Now, I've come, I'm not a doctor and I, I can't dish out advice anybody else who has depression i just know how i've got to be aware of it myself mm-hmm. and how you can actually fall down that spiral but now i'm very aware of don't fall down the spiral and i decided some days i feel a bit down but i'm not depressed mm-hmm. and, and the other days uh but is the trick then just to get back up on the horse yeah that's, that's it. Right just again. go and do something now i'm one of the things is, I, I actually did this thing. You know this idea that American Indians have, that we all have a power animal? Yes. So I did this assessment to see what power element, animal I was. You wolf? No. Fur? A butterfly. <laughs> so I goes, what the hell? You know what, that would be the end of a butterfly. <laughs> butterfly, not <laughs> college. So Are you sure you did it right? <laughs> I wasn't saying snake. Well, but, but, but when I recognize it, it's, butterfly. it's true. Anybody, you, know, you guys know my life. A butterfly uh, starts in a cocoon. Mm-hmm. He has a struggle 
to emerge of the cocoon yeah. and go free. And that was my life. Yeah. And then the other thing about a butterfly, which is the downside, you flip from things to things. And I do flip from thing to thing. You know, it's I you know, I have to actually practice focusing. Excellent. You know, Excellent. don't go off on a tangent and and when I'm working on something or writing a blog, I've got to say, colleague, don't go on Facebook. Colleague, stay off LinkedIn. You'll find out about all those likes later. Right. You know, because there's so much can be diversified. Folks, we're going to be on for another 10 to 15 minutes. So please, in whichever platform you are here, whichever um, page you're on, please ask a few questions here. I see there's stuff coming through there. Is there questions coming through the colleagues? Yeah. Yeah. So if there's something right, that's, that struck a chord there, whether that'll be, you know, how do you get over the monkey mind? What's happened in business? How do you build those strong people around you? Please put a question up. We'll be here for another 10 minutes or so. I'd be really, really interactive and be great for that there. So next one then. These know my story and yes. my why and what got me really, really through a lot of stuff. And how um, we met, Martin. Our James uh, the same idea. Yeah. Same, same how did we all meet. Yeah. And I had that why. And for anybody who knows, obviously my why was my mother, who was my complete inspiration for everything. Um, but uh, that's probably for another time. That's where we met. Yeah. So let, let me ask you this question. How does your why or how does your strong why, whatever that is, Martin, how does that help you through the tough times? Um, Michelle and I, so I don't work in business by myself. My, my wife and I work together and we started the business because we wanted to have a very particular type of life. We, we had in our mind's eye a, a very clear picture of what we wanted and it was what we described as a cottage industry for the modern age. Now, that was, we wanted to have like a nice rural office where we could go for long walks and, you know, enjoy the countryside and live a, a, a more peaceful type of lifestyle. But from a from a personal point of view, what that meant, it meant was we wanted to have more control over who we work with them, who we work with, yeah. why we work with them, and the type of work that we would be doing. And the reason for that, to get to the point of this, is that we wanted to um, work with people that got us, that understood what Michelle and I are like, what we're about, what it is that we're trying to do, and why we're trying to do it. Because if people really understand you and they buy into you because of who you are and what you're about and why you're doing it, the relationships you have are much better. If you get to work with people that but you've got brilliant, good relationships of trust and dignity and all that respect, mm -hmm. it's not work anymore. It becomes a true livelihood. So the why of what we do is we want to have those very strong relationships of trust, respect, all those good words, list all the good words, and um, with the clients that we have. So that's the why. One, I remember asking you this question, Martin, and it's, it's loosely sort of added on to this, is that, and maybe people relate to this, people out there, especially in the employed world, is where you get the fear. And I especially got the fear at six o'clock every Sunday night. I remember asking you that question, and you said, you don't really? You've never had it? No. Not in years? Not in years. Because yeah. of that. So it actually shows that your why mm. and your purpose makes you enjoy your day every day. Look forward to it. I, I, honestly, I that's, that's honestly, I think Michelle and I both do. We, we, we generally, because we know that we're going to be getting to meet people and have conversations and do stuff that we're, we're, we're really interested. And the other thing is that over a period of time, and as you guys know as well, when you become good at something and people rely on you, there's a real sense of fulfillment about that, that about being able to genuinely. Even though Michelle's very, very good. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, if you're yeah. watching, I had to get that in there. Yeah, yeah, and you're absolutely right as well. But, uh, but you know, that sort of sense of being able to do something that genuinely is is the value that the people are looking for when they come to you and, and, and use it. Do you know what? It, it, 
it's working once, you, once you've got it to the ground. That's, that's the why. You know, and you and I had this conversation the other day, Martin. Um, I think you were here too, James, that you were talking about about your clients, and I actually said to with, with mine is that we end up that we're friends. Yeah. One particular client have been to their sons and daughters' weddings, and you know, and that's right. Yeah. And we trust each other. And, and the other thing is that um, I actually we bit choosy who I work with. I've actually refused to work with people, a because I couldn't believe in the product, so I wasn't going to train people to sell a product that I couldn't believe in. And you know, and that's and the whole thing is about you know is about belief. And the other thing is we talked the other day about the imposter syndrome. That's the thing is, the am I good enough? Self sabotage. Get yeah. Over am I good enough? And I, you know, I, and I told you guys the story about um, Anthony Hopkins, who gets it every time he gets a script, and then the civil way do you play the part? The part he says, no, I really research the script and make sure that I'm capable of playing the part. And the same as when I would get a, a training piece and I would say, am I good enough to train these people? I would work hard and give them my absolute best. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's... So, Colleen, if you are... There's maybe a different type of resilience, but you maybe need to be resilient about taking on the right type of work. Right, yes. Or, or should I say, turning down the wrong work? Yeah. So how do you gauge that? Well, well you know, the whole thing is about being... How do you do you feel comfortable about it? Okay. I actually I went to a talk um, at a guy. He runs a big call center. He's got a call center in Cork and he's got a call center in uh, San Francisco. And he's doing a lot of work for RNB people like that handling all their inquiries. And he asked these questions, you know, about the people he works with, and he said, "Would I enjoy spending an evening in a pub with this guy?" Yeah. Yeah. Now. I, I don't drink as you know, but that that's a you know would you enjoy being in this person's company? Do you feel and that's that's the important thing you know is yeah. could you could you work together as friends? Yeah, one of the things we talked about there, Holly, was trust, and I see Ursula's actually yeah. come through on your screen, and Ursula asks a question. She says, "Trust, it's a big concept. A question for your guys, for you guys. How can you be sure who you trust?" Now my answer to that is quite simple. I try pretty much on lesser reason not to. To trust people until they give me a reason not to. Exactly. So mm. now, obviously, we have to be careful because what we're dealing is with financial information and very confidential information, mm. and you know, we're very careful about who we refer people to and, and why we do that. But genuinely, we try to treat everybody as if they're the same as us. You know, that they can be trusted until something happens. On the, the one yeah. thing that I, one thing that I now use much more than I ever have before is use my gut. Yeah, I, I the, think, yeah. The, the, the intuition because. My mind normally would say, so for example, if I have any accountancy coaching clients, the last couple of years, because I've really just started mm-hmm. and I really want to build this business, I'm going, okay, let's even, you know, scream for money and discount my price and take away the value and take on any client at all. I'm yeah. actually like you, Colin, quite choosy in the people. So I have to be resilient against my monkey mind screaming for you have to have every penny you no, have to get that, yeah and i now have to turn i have turned away clients because in the first chat i my gut tells me this person doesn't we're not going to work together they're not going to put the effort in and the the, the quality time with me to, to to really blossom mm-hmm. so my gut i'm really really is not much much more and some people would tell me that i'm i'm too trusting but i would have martin's philosophy that i will trust a person until they dissuade me or otherwise or they do something yeah. and 
interesting. My wife's a very good judge of person. I got into a bit of a business partnership with a guy a number of years ago. My wife met him once, and she actually said, you be careful of that guy. And she was absolutely right, because the two of us ended up in court. You know, and so yeah. she only... It's one of those difficult situations. You know, and it's just, yeah. she actually, she saw something that, whether it's the intuition of a woman or, and, um, you know, it, it's a whole thing is, you know, it's... And that's the other reason why a network's important or a connection's yeah. important, because sometimes other people can see stuff that you can't see for the trees. You're yeah. blinded by the route that you're going down. Your perspective is out, so you've got a perspective that I don't have. Yeah. If there was a glass here, you would see one side and I'd see the yeah. other. And you need people around you that you can trust and that will give you that different perspective. I mean, they may be wrong and they may be right, but it's at least you have it. So that's what, what you're saying, Martin, and something I read the other day is that when you look out there, you think you see reality. You only see your perception of reality. It's just your perception of reality. So trust is a very difficult thing to define. You know, one of the things is if a salesman said to me, and I train salespeople, and if a salesman said to me or said to any of you guys, trust me, immediately I don't trust them. Oh, trust me, I'm a salesman. How can you know? Trust is, you know, you got to prove yourself uh, when I want somebody to trust me. Um, and that's why I would give away, I would give away freebies, you know, when I would, you know, if I'm going to meet a client, my wife will say, hope you didn't give yourself all away when you were yeah, talking to that yeah, client. I have fallen into that trap as well. Yeah. Who's Stevie so, McClellan, probably? Who? Stevie McClellan. Stevie McClellan, he's, he's from Uri. He I met Stevie today. And he says, yeah. love many, trust few, always paddle your own canoe. That's <laughs> very good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I met Stevie today for the first, a great guy from Uri, who's a business so, coach. Okay, and that's actually the last point I'm going to touch on. Um, just a bit of a rock up here, folks. So thanks for everybody. There's been a great, a great lot of people watching across all the, the cameras that we have on here. And the last question is, what's the last, what's the last tool that you can recommend for people going through adversity? And I'll just quickly touch on mine to give you a flavour. Mine is for anybody out there to start reading as many books as you can. And yeah. I mean quality books. Read the odd novel if you want, but I mean proper quality books. I have just finished a book. Collie, if you've ever heard tell of it, called The Game of Life and How to Play It. By Flora Shinwell. Exactly, right. Florence Florence Shovel Shin. I've known her for years. You've known her? I've known her books for oh, years. Right. Thank God, Collie, I know you know everybody. But if you want to read her, go, go and read people like Joseph Murphy and your subconscious mind. Yeah, yeah. So people that, like that. My yeah. thing is, is to develop you as a person, to grow and to build that stronger foundation, the stronger, would it be backbone or mindset to try and deal with adversity and automatically build resilience and the thing that she said in her book was a wee bit like the gut trust yourself because sometimes you doubt yourself it's a self-saboteur and the good old monkey mind on your shoulder tell him to piss off yeah. or as politely as as, as colleague says politely fuck off <laughs> pardon my french oh dear there no worries that's twice <laughs> apologies but yeah. it's very very true folks i'm sorry for saying but it is very very true because your monkey mind can run riot so please trust yourself but read those books to get that. And see that book you're talking about, and uh, Florence Scoble Shin, she is the person who trained Louise Hay. Right, okay. That's where Louise Hay learned her positivity from the same woman. And uh, all part of the New Thought Movement. See, I haven't read any of these books, but I don't need to because I know you two guys. So I'm <laughs> 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 we will be your resilience. If, if I was uh, to, to suggest one tool, everything 
everyone has their own biases and their own reasons and their own wee way of doing things. But one of the things that um, Michelle and I use to help us deal with tough times and, and, and the, the brickbats that sometimes life can throw you is we celebrate the small things. Yeah. You find a reason or a think of a reason and we will be out, set the way out for dinner. Oh, got a new plan. Yeah, well, let's go out for dinner. Or, um, why are you so well in an exam? And we'll, we'll go and celebrate that. Or the sun's shining. The sun's shining. We have to go out and get an ice cream. You know, just find a reason to say, and not just go and get the ice cream, but treat that whole thing as a celebration. Because the more, you know, somebody said to me once, or maybe I've seen it on Facebook, I don't, I don't know, um, about a Ferrari. And you say to yourself, I would love to have a Ferrari, a red one with the wheels and all the rest, and you save up for Why years. Why is that you talking about a Ferrari, you know, full of monks? <laughs> Ferrari. A Ferrari, it's a car. <laughs> Somebody might want to think of a monk, so I don't know, but a Ferrari. And you save up for years, and you get the Ferrari, and you sit and you drive by it, and you feel great for about 15, 20 minutes. You have to get out of it again, park it in the garage, and you go back to the next week, and it's not, you know, it's not the big thing it was. Yeah. When you get, and then it starts getting old. It's an old Ferrari, and then. It's Whereas if you can find a way to really enjoy that ice cream or your chicken fillet burger or um, that walk along the cliff path yeah, between Bray and Greystones or if you can genuinely find a way to enjoy those wee things, your life's full of joy and it helps you deal with the tough stuff when it comes along. Well, my, and my one too is that I journal every day. Oh, that's something yeah. I need to do. I journal every day. I write down the thoughts. I write down the feelings. I record my dreams. I went on a dream workshop, uh, Carl Young workshop. I record my dreams. I don't want to read that book. You should publish that one. I would want to see the dreams, Colin. And the other thing is, when I do my journal, I write down three things that I'm grateful every morning. So one of the three things that I'm grateful today was, my first one is, I'm grateful for my friends. Okay, Sitting with two of my best friends. These two guys named me the legend. So my wife calls Martin and James. The Leggins. The Leggins. The Leggins. And then, you know, that was my friends I'm grateful for. Uh, second thing was I'm grateful for my wife because we have a great relationship, mm -hmm. good support. And the third thing I'm grateful for is my wife. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and so what's, if you could, if you wrap it up. What's your three things you're grateful for today? Not, not just, like, you could, but today. Today, um, first thing I'm grateful for is my father because He's making great progress from recovering cancer and from recovering a hip replacement four weeks ago. Right. So I'm very, very grateful for him. I'm very grateful for my aunts because they are helping me out at the minute, even with practically um, like bring out dinners and stuff like that. And the third thing I am, I am really, really thankful for is the connections that I'm building and the reputation that I'm building and the credibility that I'm building through doing this and having great people alongside me. Very good. There are three things. Three gratitudes, Martin. Three, three things I'm grateful for today. I've got a wee alto. You know, it's like a wee car. Right. It's, it's like a Coke can with four wee caps. You know, it goes beep, beep, makes that noise. Mm -hmm. It's like the smallest car you ever see. And it's been in the garage for about three weeks and it's cost me about a thousand pounds to get fixed. The car's not worth 500 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I got it back today and I drove it down the road today. And I was the happiest man on the road driving around around in my wee car. Doesn't even have air conditioning. I had to keep the windows open. So that's the first thing. Got the car back. You don't have the air fresher and the, the, the window down and you've got the baseball cap backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not quite a Ferrari. It's right. red, but it makes me happy. So that's the first thing I'm grateful for. The second thing I'm grateful for is Michelle bought me um, a set of long-armed hedge trimmers. 
She bought it despite the fact that she thinks I would completely decimate our garden because I also want one of those machines that you put trees into, you know, turns them into yeah, sawdust. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't buy one of those, there's gonna be no trees. You don't buy yourself one, no. Are you see, he's not allowed to buy one. You're married, you'll probably have other stuff. You're not allowed to buy one. So Michelle bought me this thing, and I have, I've sort of had to be careful recently. I, can't, I haven't been cutting down as much as well. The storm blew down a tree. <laughs> I've got a tree now, and I can go to town. So, so, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. And the third thing I'm grateful for, Marty's off school. Obviously, I should preface this by saying the most important thing I'm grateful for is Michelle, but that goes without saying. But yeah. Marty's off school. My son's off school, and he worked very hard for his AS levels, and. Uh, he um, deserved a good rest. And I said to him, Marty, look, do whatever you want with this. I mean, you just decide whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Today, I got up and Marty was already working. First thing in the morning, he was out. He had a, a book out. He was really getting his teeth into it. This is the first week. And he is showing such enthusiasm to get in business. And we're coming up to the end of the month now. We're busy anyway. Yes. And to have someone show that enthusiasm and show the dedication and show that he really wants to be part of what we're doing. How can you not be grateful? all of that and i've got two more final things that i am actually very grateful for number one is actually the passion that i have about things even though the swear word come out that's how passionate i am about some things so that's where it, it reflects it and that's fine it's the, the the passion in me the other thing and it's the first question or one of the first questions i ask my accountancy students when i ask what is the most important thing in your life and they'll say something like their boyfriend or their wife or whatever that may be and i go well is it not your mind so the most important thing that we have is our mind, because without it, we can't comprehend anything. Not even Martin's chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and you, of course you know that passion is not a shower at Rain and Ballymena. Oh my God, God. That, yeah, I thought it was a nightclub down in Ballymena. <laughs> Folks, we're going to wrap it up. It's three oh, we're not finished past. already. We oh, are. We're, we're only just warming up. Sta- sta- yeah. Stand, uh, are you going to give them a tour of the, the law space? Actually, that's, that's a really great Oh yeah, 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 yeah great. great. You're great. Guys, this is us saying cheerio anyway. So, so thank yeah. you very much for joining us. It's great. Yeah. We're, we're turning off. Call it, you don't you know, I'm going to give them. Oh, I'm going to give them a. Oh, you're going to tour as well. As well. So, yeah, folks, anybody who's on here, I'm going to go for a tour of loft space and show you this great facility. Okay, so be second. So I have to. I don't know what I've done. Right, it's not turning around, so she is way. This is the main meeting room with all the folks. I'm going to go through the door here. So let me see if I can turn this around actually properly and show you this because it's an absolute wonderful space. Yeah. So this is the wonderful loft space, and it's in Arthur Street in Belfast, just essentially off Corn Market. And if you want a co-working space or if you want to hire a desk for a day, you can come into this brilliant facility. Okay. Come into this great facility and there is tea, coffee, etc. And come in and talk to Max and he will give you a bit of a talk about it and all the arrangements. And if there's Aidan Sloan from Lock and Island, if he's watching, he is putting up the art. So another fellow Lock and Island man has done that fantastic art. And there we go. We've got Collie actually doing the tour on his thing. So, okay. So for everybody who's watching, here is the kitchen area where you can actually. Uh... So, anyway, that's not working, so I'm going to turn around. So, thanks everybody for joining. That's James Perry Presents number 12. Watch out for more James Perry Presents in the future because I'm going to get a lot of really good speakers 
I get things rocking forward and you know different topics, different things, and to improve different things. Take care. All the best. Bye bye. Good night, folks.